I would be having Jaeger bombs right now. Probably. Uh, uh that, that joke would not get old in the locker rooms. Oh, no. <laughs> we canceled the apocalypse, guys. Jaeger bombs. Oh, no. <laughs> That's how you call your weapon before you launch your your, your missiles. Uh-huh. It's just a button that says Jaeger bombs. <laughs> <laughs> The 2OC, the show that covers the things we love from two parts of the world, Orange County, California, and Orange County, Florida. Welcome to episode 22. This episode of the 2OC, we talk about another Harrison Ford movie brought back, Good Doogie Hauser, and Bro. Do you even sauce? I'm Al Flores. And I'm Anton Duong. So, bro, do you sauce? Oh, yeah, I sauce all the time. McDonald's sauce, that is. Uh. <laughs> yeah, so this week they announced that the McDonald's is doing a throwback of all the favorite sauces at McDonald's, and some new ones, introducing their new buttermilk crispy tenders. That's what I had earlier today. They had this really big event where they're trying to give out posters of the new designs that they had for a limited edition sauce packet. Some of the sauces that they brought back is... The infamous, the infamous uh, Szechuan sauce. Yeah. And we've been talking about this for a while now. And they also got the signature sauce that they unveiled for this uh, buttermilk crispy chicken tenders. And they also have the sriracha mac sauce. And then um, some of the old favorites like hot mustard, honey mustard, and then regular honey sauce, sweet and sour sauce, which is your favorite, mm-hmm. uh, and then classic, which is the barbecue sauce. So they announced this event like a couple days ago, uh, probably within a week, and I heard about it this morning. So uh, I, I, I really thought that this was an ongoing event where you can just go and get it anytime. But it seems like they were limiting every single thing that they were pushing out for this promotion. And it started at 2 p.m. today on October 2nd, uh, 7th. I got there probably about an hour and a half early. And I was probably number 28th in the line. And I heard one of the ladies that were working at McDonald's saying that we only have 20 Szechuan sauce. I was like, oh my God, I'm the 28th person in line. There's no way, no one in line is going to be able to get the Szechuan sauce after the 20th person. Well, okay. Are, are you talking like individual person or were like there are couples in front of you? There's couples in front of me, but let's say they order like, you know, two orders of buttermilk crispy tenders mm-hmm. or at least like, uh, I think one of the orders is you can order 10. So that means that you get two sauces. Well, I thought they were also giving uh, selling the bottles. Oh no, they weren't selling any bottles. They were just oh, okay. uh, doing the sauce packets, like you know the the the, the little dipping uh, sauce packet that you get. Yeah. Yeah, like the sweet and sour's. Yeah. So, anyways, I I, I left early because there's no way that I was gonna get that sauce. I ended up eating some really good uh, Mexican food down the street. That, it, that reminds me a lot of California. But all that aside... Still prepared by Mexicans. Yeah. <laughs> Very delicious. Uh, carne asada is amazing. Uh, yeah. Really, really reminds me of that that California vibe. But anyways, 
Uh, I went back to McDonald's a little later when it wasn't packed, and I got to try some of the new sauce that they uh, they unveiled, and also uh, their new buttermilk crispy tenders. So one of the big sauces that they unveiled was the signature sauce, mm-hmm. and it, it's kind of like a pink sauce. Uh, looks like a mixture of cocktail and ranch with a little bit of marinara. And well, well, I, th- I think you just cracked the recipe. I know. I think I did. <laughs> I tasted it first time, you know, dipping that sauce. But anyways, that sauce, eh, it was okay. I think it would be better if it's just marinara or just ranch by itself. Mm. Yeah. And then I, I got to try the new sriracha mac sauce. It's spicy, It's but but it's not like a good mixture. I don't, I don't think it works. So, so this is... This is bugging me because you're right. That McDonald's is saying that's a new sauce, but I could have sworn there was another fast food place that had sriracha sauce, and I thought it was McDonald's. Or did they replace it? They they, they had sriracha on the menu for uh, you know customizing the burgers. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, but this is an actual like dipping okay. sauce that you can have with your McNuggets. So it's it's like a less spicy, dippable version of sriracha. Yeah, and they try to fuse it with the Big Mac sauce. Mm. And again, I I think it's better separate. Or realistically, least, or at least better better ratio. Yeah, better ratio because I I tasted more of the sriracha than the Mac sauce. Uh, I I was hoping to get more of that sweetness from the Mac sauce. Oh, I, I would have thought the opposite. I thought you were gonna say it wasn't spicy enough. Uh, no, it's spicy, but the I think the sriracha, the vinegar in the sriracha pretty much overpowers the mac sauce. Yeah. Remember back yeah. in the day, we could just get barbecue or ketchup. No, I always got sweet and sour. Even before it, that. Yeah, I always got sweet and sour. They had sweet and sours in, in, in the 90s. Uh, and then uh, hot mustard was also something that I had in, in the 90s um, that I really liked. And... Uh, I was introduced to it by my dad, who found out that they had hot mustard there. They got and, rid of it, didn't they? Yeah, they got rid of it, but uh, they just brought it back again uh, oh, okay. for for this event. So, but the weird thing is that it doesn't taste the same. I I think they changed some of the flavors in it. They probably did mess with the recipes a little bit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they did because I I have a very distinct taste in uh mcdonald's hot mustard i've been eating it for a while so i should know <laughs> no and i also think they they, they kind of have to mess with the recipes a little bit um i can't remember what sauce it was i, mean, I, I want to say maybe maybe the ranch uh-huh. it used to it used to be uh you know hidden valley ranch and then they switched it to like mcdonald's buttermilk ranch or something like that yeah it's more watery well, they can't copy the recipe. It's kind of like, well, we'll just make our own cheaper version instead of yeah. paying the. So exactly. I'm, so I will not be surprised if they don't replace or. Well, actually, sriracha itself isn't a brand, right? Uh, no, just, it, it's just a name, and then you know everybody uses the name sriracha because yeah. of its origins. But uh, um, another sauce that I tried was the honey mustard. And I'm gonna have to say it, it's my second favorite. I I know that they had it for a while, but I just never really ordered it. And mm-hmm. I I'd say it's probably my second favorite sauce, uh, out of all the sauces that I tried. And then uh, another one that they also had on on the menu was honey sauce. Yeah, I was just seeing it right now. 
Yeah, and I tried that too. It's just honey. I mean, it's just chicken oh, yeah. and waffles, you know, type of vibe to it. Nothing yeah. really special. Yeah, that's that's literally the description. Like for say sweet and sour, it's like sweet and sour apricot peach flavored sauce with savory spices and a slight lingering heat, which it does. It just has no heat. Yeah. But for hot for honey, it says grade A, pure, simple, delicious. That's it, honey. Yeah. So my second favorite sauce, I mean, uh, actually my 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 only favorite sauce from uh, McDonald's is something that I kind of remember the first time trying when I was a little kid in. I think it was 1994, 1995, when I first had it. Back in the day. Yeah, and I, I, I remember this very distinctively because I was in Chinese school uh, on a weekday. It's it's right after you know elementary. I go straight to Chinese school. And there was this kid who was eating lunch, uh, and he had this green dipping sauce, and I'm trying to figure out how does mcdonald's have a green dipping sauce i've always had ketchup or barbecue like you said and i'm looking at this kid eating that stuff i'm like oh my god what is that so i i I asked my sister what's that and she said i don't know so then we ended up going to mcdonald's and asking them every single sauce that they had and there it was Uh, it was sweet and sour sauce Uh, okay (laughs) yeah so that's how i remember I thought I thought you left the sweet and sour bandwagon a long time ago. No, I I left the sweet and sour for a little bit for the hot mustard, but okay. it still has a a soft spot for me. So okay, I must say because you're the one that introduced me to the, to the sweet and sour. So I tried, <laughs> but then someone else got you into it. So um, no, but I would say that. that you doing that, like asking for all the sauces, that would not happen now without them charging like a dollar a packet. <laughs> Interestingly, they gave me the wrong sauces today when I ordered. So I came back and said, hey, you guys gave me the wrong sauce. I need this, this, and this. So it, it completed my whole tasting uh, thing oh, today okay. I did. Yeah. Otherwise, I, I, I don't think I would even do any of this. The, oh. the only thing I didn't try is the Szechuan sauce. A little life hack. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and the last sauce I didn't really talk about yet is the barbecue sauce, and you know barbecue sauce is just barbecue sauce, so I well, can't really say much. Well, I will say I think in the last decade or so that sauce changed. Really? It used to be a different flavor, and now it's more tangy. More tangy. I remember it being very smoky back in yeah. the days. Mm-hmm. So somewhere along like the last ten years, they switched it and. I thought maybe the whole tangy barbecue sauce was just them trying to put their own spin on it. Yeah. But I really do think they switched up the barbecue sauce on us. I remember someone actually said something about it. Like, they, they actually protest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I remember some someone, like, protesting the flavors from the barbecue sauce or something and telling them to bring it back. That's a millennial. So. That's a millennial life right there. Protesting oh, the fast food place in their sauces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the life. Oh man! All right. So that was your little adventure today. Yeah, and I also got to see Blade Runner t- uh, twenty forty nine. Ooh, that's right. Yeah, it's a very very interesting movie. Uh, I recommend watching the first one before you watch the second one because there's a lot of references to the old one. 
mm-hmm. that uh, a lot of the new people who never seen the first one would go, oh, what the heck's going on? Who are these people? Were they referencing? Wait, I yeah. thought you... Oh, you did see the, the original one before you saw this one, right? Like, yeah. They, I, or, or was that a while back? Yeah, I, I watched it a while back, and just to refresh my memory, I watched it again a couple days ago, and... Uh, the pacing of the movie is very slow because it's a film noir type of style. Mm-hmm. So you're you're going into the movie expecting that type of vibe because you already know because it's it, it's a good cop bad cop type of movie. Yeah, and you kind of get that from the, you get you get that vibe from the trailer, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm gonna assume Harrison Ford is a bad cop because <laughs> yeah. he ha- he already has that grouchy old man persona. Ah, I don't really want to comment because I don't want to spoil anything because uh, let's just say he's a good cop. He still okay. is. At the okay. very end of the movie, he's still good. Okay. I, I, I don't think that ruins anything because he's never a bad cop. So let's just leave it at that. All right. So since we can't go into spoilers at this point, I have a random question and I kind of hinted at it in the in the intro. Okay. What's the next Harrison Ford movie that they, you think they're going to bring back? Because they, uh, they already brought back Star Wars, mm-hmm. they brought back Indiana Jones, and now they they brought back uh, Blade Runner. Okay, they are rehashing Harrison Ford's career. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they said on uh, one of the interviews I saw the other day. He's like, "Yep, yeah, it's the time, and I'm getting paid to do it." So <laughs> seriously, he's getting double double checks for the same franchise. <laughs> and I think the next movie that he's bringing back. Well, not really bringing back. He's continuing. It would have to be Indiana Jones. Oh, that's right. I heard that they're going to continue shooting. Without Shia, though, right? Yeah, without Shia. Yeah. I want to see them explain where his son is. <laughs> or they're just going <laughs> to ignore it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, Indy, did, where's your son? Who? Uh, I don't know. I never about? had a son. <laughs> what are you talking about? The last I knew, I was talking to the, some knight in a cave about the the... Holy Grail. That's the last thing I remember. <laughs> uh, aliens never happened. Uh, no. <laughs> men, <laughs> men in Black would, would uh, erase his memory. Yeah. Uh, I mean, okay. Cause they that, that would be a really good tie-in. <laughs> <laughs> that's how, so they, start, can, that's how yeah. they start the new one. The, like, yeah. Will, Will Smith comes by. You don't... No explanation. You just see a bright flash. And in the background, you see Will Smith walking away. Yeah, and then you, you see him go. Oh, oh, we never had son. Okay, let's uh, let's, let's go on with this. Yeah, but I mean, I, they can't do Air Force One. They can't say "Get off my plane" again. <laughs> <laughs> no, and of course they can't do uh, the Fugitive Two. Oh my God, dude! But the thing is, Tommy Lee Jones can still do that one though. Oh yeah, I, that see, that dude has not aged since that movie. Yeah. It's so funny uh, seeing him in Lincoln because uh, he has a wig on and, a, you know, he, he doesn't have hair. And seeing him nowadays is like, wait, that's so weird. Take it off. <laughs> um, no, but I, OK. All right. This is something I have to bring up because r- right now thinking about the fugitive, I can't imagine two old guys chasing each other. <laughs> how how cringe was cringeworthy were Harrison Ford's running scenes in Blade Runner. Because there was one scene in the trailer that showed Harrison charging forward. And even for that like, two-second clip, you can tell he's an old man now. 
I think it's called acting. Okay, so okay. <laughs> so that so it wasn't cringeworthy. You can get past it. No, you kind of understand that's what he's trying to do. Uh, I don't. I don't think he is that weak. Yeah, I mean, for people who haven't seen the trailer, imagine you just had a big meal, and you have to start running full speed. That little kind of struggle you have, like the first five steps, that's what he looks like running. <laughs> All right, so, but the, how, overall, what would you give the movie out of ten? And uh, I give the movie an eight. Uh, only reason why is because I thought the movie was good. I just felt like it dragged, but I knew what I was getting into. Uh, it, it was a film noir style, so I can't really complain. You texted okay. Well, oh no, that was for the documentary. How long was the movie? Uh, the movie was two hours and 44 minutes, I think. It's a long movie. I don't think millennials have that kind of attention. I, okay, I want to tell you another thing. I don't think a lot of the young generations are going to go watch this movie. Oh, I think no. it's going to be more of like, you know, the, the old generations that, that lived through mm-hmm. it, watched the first movie, and then watched this one. I agree. It's the Titanic generation that's going to be able to be able to sit through all this. Yeah. And it's the people that are already... Okay, I'm going to admit it. Like Kingsman, I don't think somebody going into the franchise with a fresh mind would enjoy the second one. But for people that enjoy the first first movie with the humor and like the just like you know the world you're getting yourself into, you're going to love the second one. Yeah, I totally so, agree. So same thing like with this. Like you... like. If you're brand new to the Blade Runner franchise and you have no understanding of it or no background in it, like no no like rep, like no background or I'm sorry, no fanboyish love for it, it's gonna be a, a really like dragged on movie. Yeah, totally. Mm. All right. Well, I mean, I I told you I want to watch it. I still want to watch the first one again because I have not seen that since I was little. Um, I need to see which move, which version I should see, theatrical, director's cut, final cut, or the remastered. I'd say Google <laughs> it. <laughs> I think it's just a couple of scenes, small scenes that that's, you know. That's what yeah. that's what I've heard. I heard like it's the only difference between all of them is like I think six minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's it. But yeah. You know. All right. Well, I'll you know when I watch it and we can do a spoiler zone on it and just go full full nerd on it yeah all right Anton so I've been streaming while you're well you've been out movies I've been streaming at home streaming streaming like uh porn or what uh aside from that oh okay all right what have you been streaming uh the Orville oh yeah the Orville uh that's that uh new Seth MacFarlane show yeah it's supposed to be a satire <clears throat> on like Star Trek um, just like or any kind of like space space sci-fi show, mm-hmm. um, but the funny like so I went in there expecting kind of a SNL Mad TV kind of like stupid jokes just happen to be set in a spaceship, mm-hmm. but it's actually done very well. <laughs> like it's uh, let me put it, it's as serious as Star Trek, but mm-hmm. not as not as heavy. See, I, I went into it with a, a different type of vibe. Like, I was expecting... A, okay, I, I did see the first episode. Like, the first half. I didn't finish it. 
Mm. But uh, I I had that feeling where they were serious, but some of the f- jokes fell flat for me. And there was some that really hit the spot, but then there was a couple where I'm like, uh, okay, I think that this might get better. It, it kind of gives me that same vibe when I was watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the first couple episodes. But then it later on during the season, it got really good. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is probably the same thing that's going to happen for me. Yeah, so the first episode, you're right. I had that same feeling for the first episode, and I gave the second, second episode a shot. And they start... The first episode is actually planting little seeds for future stories. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, so like the whole, well, I mean, not really a spoiler because it's the first episode and it's like the first minute. But uh, Seth MacFarlane's character, Captain Ed Mercer, he walks in on his wife, played by uh, Adrienne Palicki. Palicki, yes, she was supposed to be Wonder Woman on the TV show, but then they canceled it because it was so bad because of the costume. Well, and she was also Supergirl from Smallville. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so she, like, he walks in on her sleeping with this blue alien, and there's a lot of Smurf jokes. But that, that storyline or that, that background actually plays into the next few episodes. Um, that's weird alien that has a species that's all male that also develops into another story which has a lot of uh kind of social commentary mm-hmm. so and like that's the episode that made me go holy crap they're actually really taking the whole you know so well social commentary seriously part of it like that is what made star trek so popular is the stories that it had it just made people think back about what they're doing with their lives or the the current topics so basically, it's Star Trek going into places that shouldn't be going to. I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, yeah. To put it simply, it's Star Trek through Seth MacFarlane's eyes. Yeah, I like it. I mean, it, granted, not everybody's gonna love it, and I know Star Trek fans are gonna start saying, "Oh, it's just a rip off, blah blah blah." Just make it like no. It's I like the show, and I hope it continues on. Is there any musical musical pieces yet? Because I know that Seth is more of that type of guy. So any of that in the show yet? You know what? No. And I I'm, I had the same thought. He has not started a scene. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, there was a certain celebrity that popped up in the most recent episode. You might remember her from, uh, oh shoot, what was it? A, Th- a Thousand Ways to Die in the West? Or what was it called? A Million Ways to Die in the West? Oh, Charlize Theron. Yeah, Charlize Theron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she pops up. So I mean, it's a great cast too. Like you're watching the episode, and all of a sudden she pops up on the screen, and go like ah, and then walks off. Or no, like she's she's played by oh no play. She plays a very big character for an episode. Ah, okay, that's cool. So so it's not like he just got her like hey just stop by the set today. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but I mean, rundown of the character uh, actors so. We were talking about Seth, Adriana, Adrian. I don't know what to say. I don't know. I can't pronounce her name right now. Uh, Scott Grimes, which you will remember him from a lot of voice acting, but most notably American Dad. He plays uh, the son. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, let me see here. Rachel McFarlane, his sister, who plays the voice of the computer. Yeah, so I mean, it's a good, good cast. Check it out. At least give three episodes a shot. 
Yeah, I, I think three episodes should be the charm. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see. You'll you'll be the test since you kind of fell out the first half of, half of the first episode. Yeah, and talking about TV shows, uh, you were talking about The Good Doctor the other day. We talked a little bit about it. So I got to see it first, Oof. and then you got to see it later. What do you think? Okay, so if we're talking about an emotional level, um, the Orville is on like one side, and the Good Doctor is way on the other side. This is so heavy, dude. Yeah, but I, I loved it though. I, I I was going in there expecting kind of a Doogie Howser remake, but it gets it gets really emotional. Yeah, I I, I got the feels. I gotta admit, I got the feels. So when you were watching the show, uh, I'm guessing you watched two episodes or, or, or just one? Two episodes. Yeah, so when you're watching the two episodes, at the very beginning of the show, do you notice anything at the very beginning in the credits? In the credits? No. No, it only flashed on for probably about a, a split second. But it's uh, it's it pops up really quick saying, based on a Korean broadcasting station show series Ooh. so the good doctor is actually based on a 2013 korean hit tv show called good doctor yeah they dropped it the and the americans went in and just said oh you know what we're just gonna add the because it's sound- more proper i'm sorry good doctor just sounds like poor grammar <laughs> not, not being not being racist but good doctor yeah. good doctor <laughs> and I've seen a couple of episodes of this Korean episode, uh, I mean, uh, Korean series before, and it's actually really good. They focus more on uh, a lot of the relationships that go on. It's kind of like a, a, a love story triangle type of thing. And then there's a lot of that that doctor stuff that goes on. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that, you know, this version of it, the American version of it, just focuses on the doctor side of it inst- instead of having like uh, relationships and stuff like that. Well, because they don't want to get into the whole Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, and I think it's already been done before with House. Mm-hmm. You know, all the doctors that are on that show kind of have like some type of chemistry. Yeah, and this is really focused. And it, uh, it's really hard to convey how somebody with uh, autism thinks. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason why people like have to specialize in that, even to to be a teacher and teach kids with autism. They have to take. They have to be certified in a lot of courses to even understand what autism is. Yeah, and they explain it as best as they can in the first episode. But it's. I think the visuals do an amazing job of it. Yeah. So, watching something like this and and seeing that the Americans are taking a show from Korea and then remaking it here, what do you think of that? Like, do you think? Uh, oh. Maybe Korean's got something going on pretty good in Korea that has you know good television series. Well, uh, I think a lot of producers will say that some ideas just come out organically in two different spots and just happen to look similar. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I have nothing against like like bringing over like I like television premises or even bringing t- television shows over from like, Korea. Because mm-hmm. I mean, it, the, I mean, look, Korean dramas are big things. So yeah, it's it's very big, and yeah. it's in, very interesting because my cousin's been getting into a lot of the Hong Kong drama series. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I used to watch them when I was little. 
because they used to be original ideas. Like uh, there's actual uh, uh, writers that were really good back in the days that wrote original ideas from from like Chinese stories, like ancient stories, and then doing dramas out of them. But over time, they ran up ideas. So all of the creative people, they either aged or ran out of ideas. Well, I mean, that can be said for, for all of Hollywood. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, it, yeah. That, that's why we're in the situation right now where we're, we're making Harrison Ford's career. <laughs> so, you know, you, that's basically what happened in Hong Kong, and uh, what ended up happening now is Korean drama took over, mm-hmm. and because of all of that stuff is going on, Hong Kong is basically saying, "Hey, these are really good dramas," and then they poured it into a Chinese version of it. So my cousin's been telling me, "Oh, this is a really good show that just came out. You should watch it." I'm like, "Oh, what is it about?" He's like, "Oh, yeah." It's about this doctor and uh, this girl, and and then they go back in time, in ancient time. I'm like, oh yeah, that's already been done. It's a Korean show that they uh, they uh, just ported over to for the remake. And he's like, oh okay, never mind then. <laughs> and just looking at the poster right now for the good doctor, you can easily sub that in for a Korean boy, and it would look just just the same. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's interesting is if you compare that poster to the good doctor from the Korean series. It doesn't even look anything like each other. Like uh, the, the the good doctor for the Korean version is very like cartoonish. Oh, you mean oh, okay? Uh, well, I mean that's kind of the what you call it. That's just the the wacky style you Asians have, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean besides Korea, like Hollywood's always done this. We, they go through a phase. They kind of rotate through the countries. Uh, like what five years ago. It was, uh, what you call it, Ugly Betty from Mexico. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then following that, once America Ferreira said, I want more money, they said, well, screw you. <laughs> mm-hmm. they, they, they got another show for uh, Jane the Virgin. Yeah. And now they're breaking their way to Asia. It's like, it, I mean, it, it goes through phases, whatever Hollywood's in the mood to, to have. Like, yeah. uh, this season I'm in mood for Asian food. Let's go, let's go to Asia. Let's get some Asian dramas. <laughs> In Hong Kong movies, they they have this uh, uh, series called Inferno Affairs. Okay. And what? <laughs> no, just a play on words. <laughs> Inferno Affairs. Yeah, it it sounds like a porn movie or something. No, instead of instead of internal affairs. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> Inferno Affairs, and it it's a, a five part series about uh, the um gangsters and mafia in 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 uh in hong kong like they would have like a kind of like a yakuza type of thing going Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. but but i don't know what they're called i don't think we ever translated that into english but anyways are are they they, like prince is their name just a symbol no (laughs) oh triads there you go that's what they're called triads hong kong triads what's japanese isn't it no, Japanese is uh, Yakuza. Oh, Yakuza, Yakuza. So I was thinking backwards. Okay, yeah, triads. Yeah. yeah. So the <laughs> oh, Hong Kong triads. Hold on, pause for a second. Uh, <laughs> there was a building by by Belterra that used to have the sign Triad Financial, and I always thought, like, that is either very coincidental or that is a very shady financial institution. <laughs> yep, there's a bunch of Chinese guys in there smoking cigarettes and stuff, just, selling... <laughs> 
it's, it's, it's it's their way to launder money, but they're 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 so on the obvious. They're like, no, they can't be that obvious. No, <laughs> exactly. So Inferno Ferris one two three four five was remade in the U.S. by the name Departed. Uh, okay. Yeah, and they combine one two three four into one single movie. Five came out way later. Okay, so the, well, dang it, I can't remember what what show did that or what movie did that. Well, I guess uh, the Walking Dead kind of does that for their seasons. They combine the comic book into per season. Like one one season could have been the first season was like issues one through ten, and the next season was like issues fifteen, eleven through fifteen or whatever. So yeah, yeah, I I think that's the thing about you know Hollywood and a bunch of other companies that are making entertainment uh what it is now is they're trying to buy brand new ideas and disney made a big purchase which is marvel and they have so many characters that they can use nowadays for anything they got tv shows they got movies going on they still got comic books going on so they're making so much money off of a very rich uh library of characters Whatever happened to to why the last man? Oh, uh, it um, fell off the wagon for a little bit, and uh, I think uh, Dan Trachtenberg went on to do other things. Uh, but I think the script is still being pitched. Well, because and of, around. yeah, because I was what back in twenty twenty ten. No, yep. not that far back. But yeah, like that's I heard that was gonna be Trachtenberg's first big movie, and then it kind of died off. And I'll, and the next thing I heard, he directed Cloverfield. Yep. Or ten Cloverfield, ten Cloverfield Lane. I don't know. Yep. I just I just looked over to like the Walking Dead comic books I have and saw the Why the Last Man. I was like, wait a minute, that one hasn't been done yet. Nope, they, hasn't. There you go, Hollywood. Get on it. I think it's the guy that wrote for Fast and Furious. Is it E? No, it's Y. Is it pronounced E or is it Y? Y, y, the last man. Y. Okay. He's so No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Some, some, doesn't Mexican people read yeah. Y as E? Y- yes. Yeah. Damn, damn, <laughs> damn you. <laughs> damn you and your facts. Yeah. Well played, sir. Well played. <laughs> damn it, i was expecting that <laughs> yeah so uh i he wrote that script i think he completed it and they're just pitching it right now but uh i think the one that he did finish that got greenlit is a movie called uh crime of a century and it's going to be directed by dan trechtenberg so do they do they just happen to work for the same studios or do they do they know each other how the hell like is trechtenberg getting the same uh yeah they they they're they're friends uh writers, okay. I mean uh, um I think his name is something Morgan. Not Tracy Morgan. No. Uh, I was say, did you ever see Portal No Escape? Yes. How is it? Uh, it's a very um, uh, it's a good fan film. Yeah, cause that's a, that's the last thing he made before he got Ten Cloverfield Lane. Mm, I think he did um, more than you can chew. Mm, 
Maybe we'll oh, oh, uh, more than you can chew. And then he did uh, Portal. My bad. Yeah, so his name is Chris Morgan. He is an American screenwriter and producer uh, for the Fast and Furious franchise. Ooh. Yeah, he also wrote for um, Wanted. Wait, is, is he the one responsible for all the fam reference in, in Fast and Furious? Yes. <laughs> That's why Why the Last Man has not been made yet, because it's only one guy... And he can't. Uh, he, no family. Yeah, no family. That's why. He's got a little pet though. Oh, the monkey's his fam. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, fam. Sorry, fam. And the fist bump to monkey. Little, little like spider monkey. <laughs> All right, Anton. Uh, so enough about Trachtenberg, that old school podcaster. Yep. Let's get down to my favorite topic of this this week that you brought up to me last minute. Pacific what is that? Group. Pacific Rim Uprising has a new trailer. Oh, yeah, that movie. With robots. The, yes, giant robots. We were born into a world at war. Between the monsters that destroyed our cities and the monsters we created to stop them, we thought we had sacrificed enough. But the war we thought we finished is just beginning. The only thing standing in front of the apocalypse is us. But it doesn't matter where you came from, who believed in you and who didn't. This is our time, this is our chance to make a difference. Now let's get it done! That's what I'm talking about! They've evolved and they could wipe out all life. I think I could get used to this. There's something you need to see. Pretty big. Buy everything you've got. So, like, this trailer actually gives us some background to what the story's going to be. Not like the first teaser trailer that was more like a promo video. Mm-hmm. So, it looks what's happening here is, like, you know, like humans tend to do, we tend to have wars, and when you give us a weapon, we're going to use that weapon. So, after the humans destroyed the invaders, the kaiju, it looks like we're like, you know what, we have a lot of weapons around, we have giant robot technology... Let's use it on each other. Yeah, I think that's what basically happened, right? Like a world war? Yeah, it looks like there's a war that got started. They start using the... the um, that's um, kind of stupid, though, for humanity to do that. But I guess but we what do better that. time to do that... <laughs> yeah, what, what better time to do that when there's another apocalypse coming and they have to cancel that one, too? 
Oh, well, yeah. That's funny, because uh, Boyer kind of mentions that, too, in the beginning. It's time to, it's time to fight back. We're going to cancel the apocalypse again. <laughs> this, is like the third, this is like the third apocalypse we've canceled this week, dude. Come on, man. We need a break. <laughs> I think that's, that's probably one of the best uh, speeches in the movie ever. It is. It's it's right in line with Independence Day, mm-hmm. uh, like the the president's speech. That's it's right there. Yeah. Yep. And I think uh, they're probably gonna have one with uh, John Boyega too, because you kind of hear a little bit of it uh, halfway through the trailer. They have to. I mean, you have a British person in a movie. You have to have him give a trailer. I mean, yeah. Have to give him a speech. So we did notice that there's a couple of people from the old movie uh, that we recognize, like uh, the guy from. Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Charlie Day. Yep, and uh, I think it was that creepy guy that's yeah. in a lot of movies. Yeah, I mean, I forgot his name, but uh, uh, yeah, he's back again. Well, the thing is, I I recognize him from oh, what's that? What's that one BBC show? Uh, Torch Torchwood. Mm, yeah, he, yeah. He, he was in the first series of Torchwood. Uh, oh, Burn Gorman. Yeah, it's an odd name. Yeah, yeah, and we do get uh, to see a little bit of uh, Adris Elba, but it's just in a uh, picture in a newspaper, which kind of makes you. Uh, I think you can make the safe assumption that he is either the son, or yeah, uh, John, I think John, he is a son. I can't remember if they ever mentioned if if uh, Idris Elba's character had a son in the first one. I don't think so. I think something happened in between. Maybe something. I don't know. I don't know, but I mean, it would make sense, you know. They're both black. Uh, they both are British, and they both like to fight robots. You know, there you go. DNA test done. Yeah, and it looks like uh, they they aren't doing a single man suit uh, or a single man um, no, robot. They're st- no, they're I still did. doing. They're still doing the rift. Yeah, they're still doing the rift. So. We right. were expecting that they wouldn't do that. I mean, uh, technology advanced, but I guess you still need two brains. Well, remember, they, they kind of explained that in the first one when they were saying that the they used to be one like single pilot, but once the robots got more and more advanced, it was too much for one person to handle. Yeah. It was too much, it was too much sensory input, so they kind of had to use two pilots and split the sensors in half. So, as dumb as it is... The person on the right controls whatever robot does on the right side, and the person on the left controls whatever person does on the left side. But they both have to be in sync. Yep. Which is really, really hard. <laughs> can, can you Okay, you and I tend to get frustrated with each other when we're playing multiplayer and we start losing. Yeah. Can you imagine us trying to, like, pilot a kaiju together? <laughs> yeah, it would be a, uh, lot, a lot of work. Not a kaiju, a freaking, what you call it, a Jaeger. Yeah, I would be having Jaeger bombs right now. Probably. Uh, I that that joke would not get old in the locker rooms. Oh no, <laughs> we canceled the apocalypse, guys. Jaeger bombs. Oh no, <laughs> that's what you call your weapon before you launch your 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 missiles. Uh huh. It's just a button that says Jaeger bombs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but it was a fun trailer. Uh. I, I probably played it at the beginning of this episode, but I don't know yet because it does have a Tupac song in it. So I don't know if I can play that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, good good thing mentioning about that uh, Tupac song because, like you said, it, it sounded really familiar the first time you heard it, right? 
Yeah, and the thing is, because it's in the background, so I really can't, but it was the, I just hear the phrase, till I die, till I die. I'm like, who's, like, that sounds so freaking familiar. And then, uh, yeah, I pulled up as Tupac, till I die. I, I think it's a uh, one of the remixes that they had from Django Unchained. Uh, no, it's not from Django, but it is the same song, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, but, but then I think it's like, the, the reason I think they use that song and why, like, as random as Tupac is for a recent movie, it's because uh, Eminem did a remix of it in 2017, or this year. So mm. it makes sense, like, oh, well, there's a new version of Tupac, like you said, Tupac's mm-hmm. fifth new album since he died. <laughs> I thought it was the tenth one. Oh, tenth album since he died. Yeah, uh, that T- sounds about right. Till he dies, he's still gonna keep making albums even after he dies. It's like Michael Jackson; he still has uh, new singles every now and then. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I think given, I-, I think ever since the whole uh, court court uh, issues, they kind of slow down on remixing the songs. But you'll still you'll still hear like the top ones like. Billy Jean or Beat It kind of remix into something. Yeah. So, uh, just to wrap up what I did last weekend, I ended up going to Jacksonville to get my uh, aluminum spaceships. Oh, that's right. How many did you get? I got two of them. So, I got... Uh, they only allowed one per customer. So, uh, Julie went with me. Uh, so, of course. That's yeah. like, so, okay. So, what did she get out of the deal? Did she get a nice uh, dinner? think we did where did we go i can't remember but yeah i think i did take her to dinner <laughs> i'll text her and ask her later on yeah i was like did anton make it up to you with a nice dinner or a present <laughs> yeah we set up oh dude it's probably one of the worst uh lineups i've ever had because we were standing outside in the middle of the rain oh that's right for three to- hours you're closer to the coast yeah, it, it it was raining constantly for like a, a good hour and a half, and uh, it's very interesting because usually when it rains here, it only rains for like a couple of minutes and it stops. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, usually during this season, some rains could last a whole day. It's really hard to know how to dress in Florida because like like when I was at Disney World, I would just be standing outside, sunny day, and then all of a sudden rain. <laughs> Yeah, like, you know what the hell? When you're in California, you're a jeans, uh, shirt, and a jacket type of guy. Yep. Because uh, throughout the day, I mean, it, it does get hot, but then at right around like four or five, it starts to be a little breezy, and then nighttime just cold. Well, and the thing here too is it's not. It's very rare when the rain comes out of nowhere, and if it does. Yeah, it's it's usually going to be for a short period of time where it's not going to rain that hard, or you, you can run to your car. In Florida, yeah. you guys get heavy rain. Mm-hmm. Like if you're outside for two minutes when it starts raining, you're soaked. Yeah, it, it seems like you just turn on, uh, you know, the shower, mm-hmm. and just yeah. stepped in for like uh, a couple seconds. Oh, and then the joy, once the rain leaves, the fun's not over yet, because then the heat comes back, and all that moisture turns into humidity. Yeah, I, so, yeah, like I said, I, I used to be a jeans, shirt, and jacket type of guy, and now I'm a shorts and t-shirt type of guy in Florida. That is the Florida lifestyle. All you're missing is the 
the the the floral Hawaiian shirt. Yep. Oh, that's what I get you for your birthday coming up. Oh no. <laughs> the big two nine. Two nine. It's <laughs> gonna happen. Yeah, we're yeah. we're getting there. It's almost three oh. Uh, bleh, bleh. All right, Anton. So, if people want to send you a little birthday present, how can they do that? They can uh, buy us uh, beers, actually, uh, by going on to www. Is that too many W's? Dot no. the two O C dot com. That was that was the right amount of W's. You just made the last one very very long. Okay, and then scroll to the very bottom of the page and click buy us a beer. Uh, that way, you can support us uh, by giving us a little bit of money, moolah. And also, if you like to buy some swag, we got stickers and T-shirts. So go ahead and check that out on our store. Money, 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 money. All right. Anyways, and if they want to reach out to us, tell me how bad my singing is. They can do that by going to either Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at the Two O C for each of those, or they can send us a long written rant at to mail at the Two O C dot com. Yeah, and if you like something that we talked about on the show, you can also click on any of the links that you can see from our show notes to buy some of the stuff on Amazon, and it gives us a little kickback. So yes, sir. go ahead and click that before you buy anything. It doesn't have to be our stuff. Just click on it, and it kind of helps us out and gives that little kickback. Yes, sir. All right, Anton, anything else? I think that's it. All right. For the 2OC, I'm Al Flores. Now I'm Anton Duong. Have a good one. Later. Till I die. Till I die.